here we go again. Bless everybody. This is your girl, Lexi Lex. And today's episode, we're going to be talking about Black History Month. And those of you who have been tuning into not just this episode, but to the podcast for the first time, I just want to let you know that this episode and podcast is not just for believers, but for anybody that's in need of encouragement. And today's is an encouragement about not just um, researching history, but also get a chance to research why and how Black Black History Month not only is celebrated, but how it came to pass. And in 1976, President Gerald Ford decided to make Black History Month official. But what you did not know is back in 1926, they had a thing called Black History Week, where it was around the round birthdays of Frederick Douglass, who I did not know at the time his birth name was Frederick Augustus Washington Bailey, and I did not notice at the time um, his dad was white, his mom was black, and also around the same time of Abraham Lincoln, and Abraham Lincoln was born February 12, 1809. And Frederick Douglass was born 1818. And even though they could not find the exact date he was born, they know the exact year he was born. And um, Black History Month, those who are not familiar with, is a celebration of achievements by African Americans and the role in U.S. history. And those of you who um, may want to like when why uh, when a black person does something and they're like the fact first black woman, black man is a big deal. Because if you're not familiar with the history, um, African Americans uh, went through a lot of oppression. They went through slavery. They went through some stuff. And not just only being traded and trans not not yet yeah, traded slave trades, but they were pulled from families from Africa here to the United States of America, and they were under a lot of oppression. They were doing some hard labor. Um, some were being separated, separated from family through auctions. Some were just work, were work, were would work just you know, out on you no know, on the what say on a farm, laboring not cotton, food, whatever products that was on a farm, where they're serving as a maid or butler in the um, slave owner's home. Some were um, let's say this. Were identified as property, even if it wasn't really property. Um, the mindset of slave owners, majority of the time, was Caucasian white individuals, and some treated black men, women, even children very rude, thought they were inferior, thought they were the most disgusting thing on earth, when actually they were a blessing in disguise. And some at times in history show would show there was a change of heart from a lot of different slave owners where they gave their land to the one they were that they were owning as slaves. And so when it when Black History Month is mentioned every year in February is because not only we earned it, but because we deserved it. And those of you who are familiar with history, we had a lot of um with the racial barriers broken, and I'll give you examples. Um, in 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 sports, of uh, Jackie Robinson, first black um, man to play uh, play baseball. Um, 
Was it um, Serena Williams, uh, Arthur Ashe, Black Man Tennis? Um, was it Track and Field? There's a lot of barriers broken in that one. Barack Obama, first Black President of the United States of America. Even though he was mixed, he still got black in him, so he still counts. Um, what was it? Um, if you had a chance, and we get a chance, why don't you search and research all the individuals, African-American individuals, black men, black women, who made a difference as an African-American individual. And even Kamala Harris, first black vice president. You hear me? Vice president in the United States. And you know for years, it's been a journey for any person of color to get in certain plateaus, certain places. And we see certain things that I've mentioned happen is really no excuse and make the, the script to say all things are possible to be to be like on the forefront of your mind. So when people say why the big deal because blacks, men, women, children, and those that's come before us paid the price, paved the way for us today to be able to do things that we're doing now. So um, when you see a black man, black woman, black children, don't be so quick to uh, criticize, say they're feared and less than. Because if we wasn't needed, God would not make us skin, made our skin brown and darker. Because the Bible says we are fifty monthly made in Psalms 139. But let me continue on uh, with my st- with this episode. Um, in 1915, um, there was a 13th Amendment where slavery was abolished in the United States. But um, here's one thing I did not know. The initiator to bring Black History Month to full to which to wear, not just for a week, was by the name of Dr. Carter G. Woodson. And this man, great man, was an educator. Not only was he an educator, he started a thing called African American Life History, Negro History. Also, he was the second black man to get a doctorate. Do you hear me? A doctorate from Harvard. And the first person before that was W.E.B. Dubois. Now you know, you know, and let's be honest y'all, history books and you do research, most times, blacks were barred from getting education. And even there was a movie Years, years, years ago, and even history proved it where there was segregation, desegregation going on, and to the point where one student, even a group of students, had to be escorted into school buildings to make sure they go to school safe because there were some racist folks who did not like somebody that was not their color getting education. And this is something I learned when I was working with special needs children. No matter who or what condition they had diagnosed with, everybody is entitled to get a education, free education. So, I'm going to repeat this again. No matter what color your skin is, you have the right to get education. If somebody from another race is saying you don't deserve it, that's their problem and not yours. 
and you can get your education and also pray for their hearts because somebody or something taught them that other races were inferior, less than, and they need to bow down to them. But in the name of Jesus, God will give them a heart to not be in racism and hatred and bigotry. We'll give them a heart to love and honor other cultures too. And not, I'm not just talking about white people uh, respecting black folks, but blacks, we need to respect our own and honor our own race too, and also respect other races' cultures too, okay? Um, Dr. Uh, Carter G. Woodson, besides the fact he got a doctorate at Harvard, he also initiated Journey for Black History Month because he believes that um, history... We would not get all the history we need to know. Our own history, the heritage, the the things that us black Americans, we never really knew about. And trying to learn back in the days Negro history within a week is not enough. And I totally agree. And even to this day, I believe celebrating one month and learning all black history is a month, in a month is not enough. And even in the month of June when we have Black Music Month, it's still not enough because there's a lot of history that um, still needs to be shared. And I believe not just African-Americans, but I believe when everybody gets a chance to understand how much um, adversity, how much oppression we went through to get to where we are, I believe be greater appreciation for not just who we are, but we'll be ashamed where we come from. You hear what I'm saying? So, besides the fact Dr. Carl G. Wilson not only did he get a bachelor's and master's at the University of Chicago, he also was a superintendent in the Philippines for the United States of America. He also had a thing called Journal of Negro History. Um, also, he not only did all those things, he also, as I mentioned earlier about how Negro history, how he believed that young Americans would not be talked enough about their heritage and achievements in their ancestors. He also created a thing called Negro and Literature Week in 1924, where schools and organizations were on board with this. Now, let me tell you something. You know how back in those days, um, there was such a resistance because of color of my skin. And when you went to do something called Negro Literature Week and people on board, not just one, but multiple schools and organizations on board with this, you know God hands on you. And you know it don't say he was saved. It was just a blessing to know that, hey, there are people who want to know this history. Okay? So then, as time went on, to get the literature concerning Negro history, there was struggle with material and trying to get resources. Also, he was part of Associated Publisher Press, and he wrote 20 books. You hear me? 20 books. Um, actually, it's a book I didn't actually do this year, but just ain't gonna get done. Um, some of the books he had wrote was a Century of Negro Migration, which was done in 1918, published in 1918, The Negro of the Negro Church in 1921, The Negro in War History in 1922, and in 1933, The Miseducation of the Negro. And I will say this, when I hear mis- Miseducation of the Negro, 
there were stories where, um, and I hate to say this, not just in slavery days, but I mean her stories even when I was um, going to school, even throughout different communities, depending on where a person lived, there's some things in one neighborhood is taught certain material, especially if you're in Texas, that's not taught in another neighborhood. I'll give an example. If you're in a school, we attend a school where it's like very high class suburbanish area, you get taught all, all stuff and then some. Resources are like outpouring. But if you're in another neighborhood, you're not taught everything because of where you're located. And then there also is in a, some, especially in underserved communities where certain resources and teaching is not there unless the teacher that's in that classroom is teaching the right resources. So, when I see the time of the miseducation of the Negro, I believe there was a time where they did not want Negroes, I didn't say the other word, Negroes, to get a the right education because they was afraid if they were taught the right stuff they was afraid they'll be taken over which was never ever true also not only was the principal for the Armstrong Manual Training School in Washington D.C. not only was the dean at Howard University and West Virginia Collegiate sadly though in 1950, he had died suddenly of the heart attack. But I'll tell you this, though. Dr. Carl G. Wilson is the reason um, Black History Month is here and why I celebrate it. And also, around the time when he passed away, um, there was... They were celebrating the 50th anniversary of the first Negro History Week. And also... As I mentioned earlier, 1976, where Gerald Ford had said, and when he was make, him making Black History Month official, he said this. Oh, and those you not familiar with Gerald Ford, he was not black, but guess what? He he did the right thing. He said, see, the reason why Black History Month was made official, because one, it gets an opportunity to see the, the I'm sorry, you know how you get excited kind of talk fast. It was done to seize the opportunity to honor the two often neglected accomplishments of black Americans in every era of endeavor throughout our history. And then Ronald Reagan says during when he was president, when he was doing the first black history month, he says that we have we black history month gives us a chance to have to gain understanding, and this is paraphrasing. The history of black Americans is a key to understand the strength of our nation. Our nation. So not just white people and not just Caucasians. Whether you're white, black, Hispanic, I don't care what skin color you are. We all are part of this nation, okay? And then Barack Obama also says something of concern that says that um, during the fourth year of na- celebrating National African American History Month, he says, let us reflect on sacrifices and contributions made by generations of African Americans and let us resolve to continue our march toward a day when every person knows that 
unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And I think about with Dr. Martin Luther King, where his um, I Have a Dream speech says, one day um, people not judge people will not judge people by the color of the skin, but by the content of the character. And when I think about what they were saying, and even why Dr. G, Carter G. Wilson was willing to make this step, is because we need. To, it's like you know how like you like you know how the word recognition is needed. Sometimes we, sometimes we need a recognition. Not sometimes we need it, but it's a beautiful thing when you're recognized. You know, hey, you're not invisible. You exist. You're not forgotten. I believe there are times when people think that. Just because you're not this friend that you don't exist, you're not important, you're forgotten. But there's a time where people discarded African Americans because of color of their skin, because they was afraid, because they because they were different, and the, their mindset towards them was so negative because they thought they were inferior. And um. I wrote in a book for giving a heart about racism, heart doctor for racism. And I don't know why I mentioned one of my episodes. I want to say I did, but I'm not I'm gonna um bring it up again. Because um sadly it still happens. Sometimes racism still happens, whether it's publicly done social media wise. Schools, work, discrimination sometimes. Um, some people discriminate because of the color of their skin. Some people would not approve certain bills, certain increases. Uh, let's keep it real. Um, a certain politician in a certain party would not join forces with Barack Obama to increase the pay wage because the president was not his color. And when you were to say, oh, I'm not going to do it because of the color of your skin, or I'm not going to hire you or give you a raise promotion because of the color of your skin, that's just something about your character. And I think there need to be some sanctification and deliverance. You know what I'm saying? And the root of why you think, oh, no, because you're this color, I'm not going to prove you. And so, as um, Black History Month comes too close in a few days I ask that the listener that you have a heart to research Black History Month but also to my African American listeners whether you're here in the United States or even in Africa um, do some research and you'll be amazed by how a lot of people who went through some adverse because of their race not only became successful, but became a billboard example of, you know what, I can't achieve and accomplish great things despite the color of my skin. And I will say this, and I said it on a um, on podcast before I can say, I'll say this again. That time I wish, that time I hated being black. That time I wish I wasn't black because of the treatment I got from people within my own race and not all people within my race are you know rude me because it was just really a character issue at times 
But there are times where I went through something and I had said to myself, I'm glad I am a strong black woman. And I will say this, that black skin is beautiful. Whether it's dark skin, um, brown skin, you know, light skin, black, dark skin, black, brown skin, black. You are beautiful, you're valuable, and you can still make history the right way. And so I'm going to say to those who are like, becoming trailblazers whether in music in movies with you know lettuce um was it i'll give you an example um in hockey um ice skating um there was i did i remember there was a lady by the name of debbie thomas um and i thought she i was i thought she was the first black woman but there's another um black woman skater who actually was in France and I'm like wow there's a couple of black African American skaters and I'll even say this there's another lady who's um, skating recently by the name of Star Rivers and let's be honest y'all when you see a black woman or black man in a place where it's primarily other races other skins especially no respect white Caucasian skin and to see somebody of another race doing it that says a lot and I'll even give an example I was at SeaWorld one day and most times I had never seen um, a black person um, training orca whales and um, I was sitting and um, all of a sudden I heard a voice you know I was listening to you know the trainers and everything and I look at those screen I was like oh my god there was a black woman who was a orca. She was a trainer. She was um, working with orca whales. And let me tell you something. When I saw that, I was so happy that I took the picture of the lady on the on the, one of the Megatron screens, and I sent it to a couple of people. It made my day to see a black woman has a trainer training with orca whales working with orca whales and most time you think most time was it most time you'll see black women either you know you know like you know in the medical field teaching music but to see a black woman work with whales orca whales that made my day right there and it made my times going to see world worth it more, but it made me say I'm glad I am a black woman. Because guess what? We are breaking barriers. We're breaking chains. We're making a difference. So to black men, black women out there who is making history, whether it's publicly recognized or not, I salute you. And we get a chance. Um, head down to Houston because um, I... Um, was thinking about um, visiting Houston again because I had went to one of the museums. And there is a museum about some unique soldiers. And I'm not going to say which one they are, but I will say this. It's definitely related to black history. And they are a part of U.S. United States history. And I'll say this in a military way. So I want to say thank you and honor and you respect those who paved the way for me to be here today. 
because I know the adversities, the oppressions, even those enslaved times, I know it was not easy. It was never easy for y'all. And I don't think I could, I'll be honest with you, I don't think I could ever go through that. I don't want you to play some of my worst enemies because what y'all went through is not like you didn't have a voice, you didn't have to say. But when I think of Harriet Tubman, Frederick Douglass, um, and other individuals who says, you know what, um, I'm going to break this barrier. We're going to get through this. Uh, I refuse to be another stereotypical statistic of a slave. I salute you. I honor you because if you did not do what y'all did and would risk your own life to help others, we would not be here today. So I salute you. I honor you. Other than that, y'all, this is your girl, Lady Lex. And remember, keep so like an eagle in your heart, in your mind, and throughout life. And remember, somebody's gift God put in you. Have a good day, good night, and a great weekend.